0: Welcome to PostCast, the Utah Jazz fall to the Denver Nuggets in Game 5, 117-107. Jamal Murray just simply too much for the Utah Jazz. And the Jazz, for the first time in the series, have a hard time scoring against the Nuggets. We'll break it all down coming up here on PostCast on Locked on Jazz. Today's PostCast is brought to you by the store at 600 South and 20th East, also located at the Gateway and for you uh, with the mudslide cookie, victory cookie. Not today for the victory cookie. Maybe it's the sorrow cookie instead for you after this one. Thanks very much for tuning in. We are live for you on Locked On Live on Facebook, on Periscope, on Twitch, as well as on YouTube. So thanks very much for tuning in. We're also live on Instagram. You can follow me at Dlock09 on Instagram as the Jazz. uh, Now find themselves with two more chances to advance in the playoffs. Uh, That's, you know, the attempt to win it four games in a row is not an easy one. Let's just make sure we're clear on that. There's nothing easy about uh, trying to beat a team four times in a row and a team as good as Denver and give Denver a ton of credit today. They came at it and did a lot of really good things. They changed some things up. They protected the rim, they took away Rudy's role. Uh, we'll break down all of them for you in this one. So let me let me start on this one. I mean, I think that's the overriding thing. Jamal Murray was just amazing. 17 points for the Nuggets in the first third quarter, 16 of his points in the uh, fourth quarter, unless he added an 18th along the way. He was just great. I mean, for Donovan Mitchell has done amazing things for the Jazz in this playoff series. And quite frankly, Jamal Murray has done equally as many great things for the Denver Nuggets. These two young guards have just changed who they are in the league status of who they think they are uh, at this point, and it's kind of awesome to watch. I mean, as much as we love it when it's Donovan, let's give some credit to Jamal Murray because that was pretty awesome performance. And to Denver, to Mike Malone's credit, like they rolled it all out there. He, he didn't hold anything back. I don't think Jokic and Murray checked out in the second half. I think they played all 24 minutes. He didn't go to his bench. He just did not let up. They, they were playing for their lives, and that's exactly what they did. They played with an urgency uh, for their lives that the Jazz didn't match. The third quarter, it felt like the Jazz had a chance to knock this thing out. They were up 15, I think, in the third, and there were a bunch of little moments where it felt like the Jazz, I said on the broadcast, I may be getting greedy, but it feels like they've had a few moments where they could have just put a little bit more on it and stretched it out a little bit more or done something. Uh, and they didn't get it done. But again, to like give Denver some real credit here, like they were down 15 and frankly, I wondered whether or not teams in the bubble would roll over or not. And they didn't roll over like they were, they had multiple chances where if they were interested in catching private planes to Serbia or planes to Canada and you know, getting out they, they had plenty of pant, uh, chances to get out of here and they didn't do it and so to you know i i leave this one with there's some areas of concern denver made adjustments denver took away the rudy role we're gonna have to figure out uh how we're gonna counter that. denver took away the rim for the most part uh in this game donovan would drive and not have any room to get to the rim in the same way unless he did something superhuman Uh, The Jazz ended up only taking 27% of their shots at the rim. We'd like to take about 40. We only had 21 shots at the rim. We ended up taking 23 mid-range shots, which is a lot. We did get back to taking uh, 43% of our shots as threes, which is better. But they took away the rim. And then then that kept us off the free throw line a little bit. And we only got 16 free throws. And then our offense fell apart uh, in the second half. Uh, In the fourth quarter, we scored 44 second-half points. So, uh, give again, Denver made the adjustments. Now it's our turn to make adjustments. You're probably not going to beat somebody four times in a row, uh, though it felt like you had a chance, and uh, let's give them some credit. So let's roll through um, the questions. Lee figured the Jazz wouldn't win today because they win four in a row, which is hard. Uh, I would generally uh, agree with that. Game six is going to be a battle, though, because Denver certainly gets a heck of a lot of momentum if they grab this one. How big would it have been to rest against the second-round opponent had the jo- Jazz close out tonight? Um, is it a big deal or not? I don't know. So regularly I would say yes. But I actually am not entirely sure what whether or not um, – playing five games or playing in uh, sitting for five days in the bubble with nowhere to go would have actually been good. That I actually had thought that uh, throughout the day, kind of like, wow, you win this and you're not playing. And they go to seven, so they're playing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and you're not – or what's today, Wednesday? Wednesday, Friday, Sunday – and you don't play again until Tuesday or Wednesday of the next week. That's five days in the bubble with nothing to do. I'm not actually sure that would have been good. Um, I would have liked to win today, but honestly, that that was the thought I had. Uh, from uh, from Instagram, what's up with uh, Royce uh, not pulling the trigger on that shot? Like. You know, that's a, that happens. Like, you know your role. You know it's Donovan's time. You know it's Conley's time. You get that look. You missed a big one in game one, and, and, and you, you yip it like he did. He was wide open. He needed to take the shot. He shuffled his feet. It wasn't a great moment. Um, but that's also what Denver's doing defensively. They're basically saying, like, Royce O'Neal, you got to make those shots. You got to go. We're going to protect the paint. We're going to bring guys in to help Jokic because Jokic can't, um, you know, Jokic can't guard everything. We're gonna bring in an extra guy to help him on the drive, and we're gonna leave Royce O'Neal unguarded. That's you know their version of us going after Michael Porter Jr. Every time is that they're gonna like leave Royce O'Neal, and Royce got to pull the trigger on that. He had ten points today, uh, and uh, on that on that occasion, he did not pull the trigger. Uh, defensively, he's the bigger one to me is that Royce is this important defensively. He's got to stop picking up the one or two off ball backcourt fouls. I, I I just am not sure that those are necessary, and it's so important to have him on the floor, though, frankly, the, when he was out, it was even. Um, the game swung after he came back. Um, Sage, is there something being done about geolocation? No, there's nothing being done about the NBA's geolocation blackout restrictions. Um, they have these for the radio broadcast. It's an outdated concept that hopefully over the next year or two, they will get rid of. Uh, this was never meant to be easy. Kind of reminded me of Game Six between the Jazz and Oklahoma City back in 2008. Oh well, or Game. F- uh, oh well, on to Game Six. I mean, I think there's, you know, there's something to it. It's a little disconcerting. I think they made some changes that um, might have an impact on the on Game Six. So Game Six can be really hard. Like Denver's good, two seed last year, three seed this year. Several points where he lost. Donovan was furious on a non-call and a Murray layup, and it got to him. Then Joe Ingles and Royce both pass up open shot. That's not the way we play. And Mitchell, yes but not if there's an open shot. I, I think you're right. I mean, we just didn't have a rhythm in the second half. Um, I kept trying to think that the game was, that we were going to be able to get them to break, and they didn't break this time. So, to you know, a little bit give them credit, right? Like, you know, there's there's also the element that, you know, we're, we're, we were hope. you know, I certainly was hoping that they would break, and they didn't. Um, and I think that's a large part of the story, is that Denver's good. Like, you're playing a team uh, that wanted it, didn't relent, came after it, Made some adjustments. Mike Malone's a good coach. I don't feel like Mike Malone's been out-coached in this series. I think Quinn Snyder's exposed his team's weaknesses, and he keeps making adjustments to try to fix that. Is there a stat about a coach who complains about free throws or the rest of the next game difference? Um, you know what? The free throws are pretty even today. And, and frankly, even's probably to Denver's advantage. they 16-all. Um, you know, we didn't, couldn't get to the rim. They 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 changed what they were doing defensively, so we didn't get to the rim the same way, so you're not going to get as many calls. Was Donovan passing too much in the fourth? I don't think so. Um, I'd have to watch it and see. Uh, from Andy, why not trap Murray at the end? You know, we're going to have to figure out some. We have not figured out their two-man game. Their two-man game in the playoffs is f- highly efficient. It's doing things to us. Um, you know, Jokic had 21 in the first quarter, popping back. Had, Jokic had a career game, 7 of 11 from threes. Most threes he's ever had in the game. Most he's ever had in the playoff game. Um. So, we're going to have to figure something out about that two-man game. It's the best two-man game there is in the league, and it's really hard to stop, and we have not come up with an answer on how to stop it. Question from Instagram, Porter's so bad, D-wise, we have to attack him more. So, Denver made a change there. This is a big deal. Denver, we would bring Porter to the ball, and then they would double-team whoever had the ball. Forcing us to get off that, often then meaning the guy we wanted to have making the play didn't have the ball anymore, and so that's a nice adjustment. They they realized how badly we were exposing uh, Porter Jr. all the time, and so now every single time we went at Porter Jr., they had another guy there, and they were able to cover up a lot of those switches. Again, the other guys are good. They made adjustments. They did a nice job today. Um, thoughts on Clark's absence toward the end of the game? Know why he passes up threes like Royce did? Who's he guarding? You know, so if Donovan – you know, you could have Donovan decide – you're going to have Donovan guard Murray. Clarkson's not a great defensive player. Who's who's Clarkson guarding? That's why Royce is in the game is to have somebody out there so that Donovan doesn't have to guard Murray all the time. But you're right. If you're going to pass up shots, that's a problem. So, you know, I'm sure Quinn will talk to him and say, let's go. You know, you can't pass up those shots. Why? Where is our uh, – what is our three-point defense not doing? They are shooting – so far over their average, 45% again today. It's a great question, David. Uh, it wasn't me, David Stott on Instagram. They, they you know, The question like Adam Matos and I had on Locked on Jazz and Locked on Nuggets crossover is like, which team is going to stop shooting way above their norm? And the answer is evidently neither are going to stop way above their more, norm because both of them, both teams just, again, shot ridiculously high uh, percentages in this game. Ridiculously high. Um, So, you know, at some point, Denver cools off, you would think. Uh, The Jazz went one of six in the fourth quarter shooting threes. We were 16-34, 47%. They were 46%. They're not a good three-point shooting team. Jokic is a 32% three-point shooter. He went seven of 11. Bubble shooting. Let me go over to Instagram see what other questions might have come in here. Give me one second to check all that live show coming to you from Twitch, Facebook, also on YouTube, and on Periscope at Locked On Sports. The others all on Locked On Live. Why was Royce in the game if he's not willing to shoot? What was he doing, and why wasn't he shooting? Well, he was in the game because he's our, we believe to be our best on-ball defensive player. So, you know, he's he's going to be there for that. Um Murray is freaking me out. I thought every shot was a miss, and he made every one of them. He's great. He has been great. He and Donovan Mitchell have clearly changed who they are as players in this setting. Mitchell in his third year, Murray in his fourth year. I mean, give these these guys have made amazing steps in who their game, their late game play. And remember, by the way, we've now played – Bunch of clo- they've won three of the four close games, or two of the three close games against us and the games in the regular season. You know, they're one of the best clutch teams in the league. And in that sense, you know, th- th- when we play these close games against them, it is a nerve-wracking proposition for us to be able to try to handle this. Um, so, you know, I think that's... You know, that's where it's a little nerve-wracking is these close games, that's what we're going to have is this is where these guys are great because that two-man game is as good as any. Conley failing to convert that and one was the turning point. That is someone who's decided they don't like Mike Conley. That right there is someone who's decided they don't like Mike Conley. See Sosa 11 is not a Mike Conley fan. If you're blaming this loss on Mike Conley missing one free throw, as a turning point. Wow. Um, you know, I thought a big stretch of the game was they went at Joe Ingles like three or four straight times and scored early in the fourth. And we haven't seen someone do that. You know, they went and isolated Joe the way we were isolating other guys and Joe, either we had a miss understanding of what the defensive strategies were. Joe looked like he was just opening the gate. So you know, here, let me wrap it up again. Big picture, they're good, right? They're the three seed, two seed last year. Trying to beat them four times in a row. They haven't lost four games in a row since 2018. That's neutral sight, four games in a row. That's hard. They made adjustments, changed the way we are playing again. This time we stalled, got into some one on ones, didn't move the ball the same way, got caught up in it in the second half. Offensively, Jamal Murray was unreal and did what superstar, emerging superstar players do, like he is, scoring 42-33 in the second half to carry them to a win. And give Denver a ton of credit. They were down 15. They could have rolled, and they didn't do it. That is Postcast. Thanks very much. Today's show brought to you by the store, Six Hundred South, 20th East. Over at the Gateway, I'm going to find out how late they're open. If they're late, open past 8, I'm going to grab some food right now because I'm starving. Have a great night. Thanks very much for tuning in. Locked on Jazz tomorrow, Jazz Game 6, coming to you at 2 o'clock on Thursday. Have a good one.